To support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Thank you and enjoy the program. I'm trying to get crazy with this scene. Don't you know I'm local? Jay here, positivesarcasm.com, facebook.com slash positivesarcasm, Instagram at positive underscore sarcasm. You can find me on twitch.tv streaming every week. Positive, uh, wasn't it positive? There is a positive in there. Uh, twitch.tv slash positivesarcasm1. You can find me on YouTube. Uh, just search positive sarcasm. There's over 100 uh, weekly episodes up there, plus a shorties and additional commentary. And you can, uh, can you find me on Tumblr? No, you can't. Can you find me on Twitter? Yes, you can, at POS Sarcasm, but you'll be finding a lot less of me on Twitter. Um, I will discuss the Twitter, the, the Twitter, yeah, Twitter is more like it. I will be discussing the Twitter situation a little more towards the end of the episode, depending upon how quickly I burn through the beginning of the material. Um, if you've ever been, to, if you've ever noticed how some comedians, when they first get started very quickly, they burn through their first five, uh, they burn through their material very, very quickly because they're nervous, you know? Uh, every week I do one of these things and it always feels like I'm never going to make it through. And then one hour later, I'm at the very end trying to wrap up really quickly. Uh, it's a challenge every week, but somehow I managed to pull through, uh, despite all odds, no matter what, when you have you, when you have, when you put something in your, in your, in your schedule, that is an absolute priority. You can make damn sure that it's going to get done. Even if it isn't necessarily a priority in life, it could be something more important than brushing your teeth. And at least in your head, and it will get done. You'll just figure out a way. Things just happen, whether it's by luck or by skill. Um, you'll figure that when you you'll figure that out when you eventually put yourself find yourself in that type of situation in life. Um, we're gonna go over the dental hygiene update. Um, I talked to about I talked to you about that uh, back in late December, early January, about some modifications I made to my dental hygiene. Figured I'd give you a quick update on it. The differences made in my life. And we're going to go over a couple movies. We're going to review Logan. And the reason I don't like to review, I will review movies that I actually saw in the movie theaters, like just out there. But you're going to be seeing a lot of reviews out there anyways. A lot of you guys have Hulu. A lot of you guys have, uh, you know, Red Redbox. A lot of you guys have Amazon Prime. A lot of you guys have Netflix, you know, or you have Xfinity Stream or HBO or something like that. And there's a ton of options out there for you as far as what you want to watch on there. But you don't want to be sitting there... Um, you know, just scrolling through everything. There's just, there's so many options out there that you almost feel like you don't have any. So what I do is I basically will go through those options and I will, I will pick and choose from select movies I have already seen or I am about to see or I have just seen and I'll give you a, a nice little review from my perspective on if it's a movie even worth your time. Um, and if you go to positivesarcasm.com and there's a movie review section, you can click on it. There's over 400 movies there from my personal selection, my personal selection, that I've seen over the years rated from a one to five star system. The uh, system is clearly described up at the top. Three, you're good to go. Four, I really enjoyed it. Five, I was so entertained by it. I don't care whether it was good or stupid. A movie that can keep you entertained for two and a half hours nonstop, well, that just, that just clicks the boxes for me. Two is a disappointment and one is an absolute pile of shit movie that never should have been made, period. Just period. Um, I'm sure you could argue that little thing right there, but still one is bad. One is really, really bad. And I have some one star movies in there. So you can go and check that out. And I like to go over these movies that have already been there. So if you just sit, you can literally just sit down, make yourself some tea and look at them and look at my movie review section or listen to my Twitch stream. And you'd be like, oh yeah, that movie. I forgot about that movie. There you go. I just made your day a little bit easier. You're welcome, America. Of course, other countries have, you know. Hulu and Netflix as well. So you're welcome, world. So we're going to review Logan. Uh, Logan is part of the Marvel comic series, sort of. Uh, this one was kind of a standalone. John Wick trilogy. That's uh, interesting. The new preview, the new trailer for John Wick Part 3, or Chapter 3, excuse me. That just came out. You can go on YouTube, check, uh, type in John Wick Chapter 3, and that option will come up. And let's see. The Grand Tour. The boys from the original Top Gear are back. I'm going to review the first week. They've been doing it for 20... Well, It says on IMDb that they've been doing this since 2002. I think they've been doing it for a lot longer than that. But the boys, Jeremy Clarkson, Richard Hammond, and James May have been literally British sweethearts in, you know, in, in 
in cars way before 1990 or excuse me, way before 2002. They've been doing car type stuff, car magazine, car commentary, car journalism, uh, uh, car shows, car radio since the beginning of time. They've been fired multiple times from multiple locations. God knows why. Um, and yet they are some of the highest paid people ever to come out of the BBC. Uh, the reason they left the BBC is because Jeremy Clarkson apparently punched one of the producers in the face. So they fired him, and then because they got pun- he punched somebody in the face, he ended up getting a multi-million dollar deal through Amazon to produce another car show similar to the car show he used to do, only it's not called Top Gear, it's now called The Grand Tour. And while The Grand Tour is absolutely crushing numbers and has a now a 13-episode uh, season ahead of us, which uh, a new episode is available to stream every week on Amazon Prime, the actual Grand Tour, which was taken over by Matt LeBlanc and then somebody else, is tanking badly. Um, it's just something about chemistry with those three guys. And the new season is, I will go into it rather, I'll go, I'll jump into it a little bit later, but the new season, um, I'm looking forward to it. It's nice It's nice to see those guys back. It's definitely dude stuff, but the chicks love it too. So uh, there you go. Um, and it's it's only an hour. It's, it's, a, it's a good, it's only an hour of of entertainment so you could sit down in the morning have yourself a couple coffees you know blast through that and then like go to the gym that's what i do um it's when i run out of jordan peterson videos on youtube i'll switch over to top gear um because they are they're canceling uh i cancel my netflix so anyways i'm rambling let's get to the dental hygiene update so i decided to make some additional changes to my dental hygiene and i said it was an important thing i like to talk about health and wellness so it's good to keep you up to date on mine Mm. Cafe Bustello mixed with decaf this week. It's good. All black, no cream. That's how she likes it. So what I started doing in uh, late December was I started um, using baking soda along with my new uh, Philips Sonicare Essence. And I've been dumping that shit in my mouth. And then in January... I have been adding in the uh, hydrogen peroxide along with that. So baking soda, peroxide, and then a baking soda and peroxide toothpaste and a Philips Sonicare Essence uh, a, uh, a rechargeable toothbrush. And the the difference in the first week alone um, was amazing. In the first week alone, the majority of the plaque that was behind the gum line that's in the rear of the teeth is gone. All of it's gone. Amazing. The second week after that, much brighter, vivid teeth. And now we're approaching like week 30 of this of the whole thing of the, the baking soda, the peroxide, the baking soda peroxide toothpaste, and the toothbrush, powered toothbrush. And it's I, I just it just feels different in there. I feel so much better. And it's not like I'm trying to show off for some but for someone or doing this out of spite. It's just this is an important thing because when this part of your face gets infected or when there's bad germs and stuff like that, it can get into your bloodstream and it can cause all kinds of problems. So it's important that I give you an update on this. This actually works. It's a proven method. I don't feel like I have to go to the dentist anymore to get anything pulled. I feel like my back teeth are so much better. And with my new diet coming into coming into play in early February, where I switch over from a high-carb diet so that I can bulk and lift harder to a more high-fat diet where I basically remove all almost all of the starch-based carbohydrates from my diet plan, you know, bread, pastas, rice, um, my inflammation is going to go down significantly. And with a, with a diet like that, generally with a, when you do a diet like that, a high-fat diet or in some, most cases a ketogenic diet, the inflammation disappears. Your gums, stop, your gums reduce bleeding or stop bleeding altogether. And there's a massive difference. Um, altogether, people do it who have autoimmune disorders. They switch to like a high fat diet or a elimination type diet. Um, but for the most part, if you're in a low inflammation diet, which a high fat diet is a precursor to, you will find that your mouth hygiene will change dramatically as well. And I feel a hell of a lot better. And even with the amount of coffee that I drink, it still doesn't bother me. It's absolutely fantastic. So I highly recommend you just go out and do that. It's baking soda and peroxide. I don't care if it doesn't taste good. You don't like a taste or whatever. You get all that fuzzes, all the, the bubbles in your mouth. Just fucking do it. Okay. You will thank yourself uh, a long, a long way down the road for doing this. You do it. I do it once, uh, twice a day in the morning for, you know, before I go off to, to, to my day and before I go to bed, same exact setup. And I brush the fuck out of it. Um, you don't have to brush hard because the, the Philips Sonicare essence, and then they have the essence plus, 
they really do an amazing job of just taking care of your teeth with very little little to no effort on your part as far as brushing um great little machine highly recommend it so that's my dental hygiene update for you guys um as far as let's see so yeah so i'm a little disheveled this week um i'm sorry um i'm even more disheveled today uh i i I locked myself i live on the second floor i have this whole huge pad and i i live on the second floor and i didn't have my keys which i will go into towards the end of the episode but i didn't have my keys on me so i couldn't get into my place so i literally you know tried to like is this door unlocked or is is this window undone or and and then literally my shirt all my clothes were covered were a giant mess so i had to change i'd take a shower change clothes and I was just in one of those moods where, you know, the 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 walls are, are coming down. And it's, I do, I, I can go into, <clears throat> you know, apocalypse mode in my head very, very quickly. I mean, I literally was out there. I grabbed a, a ladder, this huge ass ladder from out back. And I was about to uh, try to break into the one room that I know where the, the, the lock doesn't go into place. But I was at like the top rung of this like, 75 foot ladder and this thing's shaking and i'm like if i just go up one more step and this thing unclicks or something like that and i was just trying to eke it down with my hand eke the window down with my hand and it was sliding but it only got about an inch and a half open i couldn't do it anymore i just i mean at that point you are playing with fire all you have to do is panic or 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 redistribute your weight so that you're no longer pushing against the uh, against the house and that's it's yeah that's why there's so many deaths and injuries, uh, home injuries, because of ladders. It's because shit like that happens. People panic or their weight gets redistributed, so it's now out in the open. It's against the wall. And Well, I could have been one of those people. But as you can tell, my voice, my presence on Twitch right now, twitch.tv slash positive sarcasm one, I am alive. I am well. I am sipping caffeine. It is hot and it is delicious. Also got a chance to travel to a little town called Rochester. If you don't know it, it's a shithole on the other side of New Hampshire. But in, within that shithole is a good, good, long friend of mine. Um, I haven't I haven't seen him in a long time, but his uh, he's a friend of mine. His name is Robert. And uh, he's kind of a counsel to this whole PS thing and all my business ventures in general. He's an intelligent human being. Um, he's a no bullshit guy. I, I love seeing him. You know, when I get a chance to see him, it's kind of like what I really like about him is he loves he I I love the fact that he lets me from the moment I walk in just vomit everything and all my problems right then and there. Even though this week I didn't had no idea how many more problems were going to swing my way, uh, the moment I walk through the door, I can just let it all out, and he will he's willing to listen to me. He's willing to listen to all my problems. And not my problems, but just my thoughts and feelings on any random topic and just go. I don't know if he's entertained by it or not, but he kind of gets the gist of where I'm coming from because we've known each other for a long time. We've known each other since, I don't know if you guys have friends out there or acquaintances or people you've known since like sixth grade or even younger than that. I mean, very, very young. I've known him since I was like 12 years old, basically. Was that when I was in sixth grade? I don't know. I don't know numbers. Wasn't very good math, but... I've known him for so goddamn long. And then we really started being good friends um, shortly after 2008, 2007, 2008. We took a flight together. We went to uh, Los Angeles. Um, It was him, I, and a girl named Becky. The reason we brought the redhead, though, the reason we brought her was because she was 25, so she could legally rent a car. We were both under the age of 25. We're like, fuck it. So we um, we went to L.A., because we wanted to go see the De La Hoya fight. Um, went and saw the De La Hoya fight in Los Angeles, in Carson, California, uh, on Cinco de Mayo weekend. And we just got trashed. We we were driving around at like 2 o'clock in the morning. We got off the plane in LAX, 2 o'clock in the morning. Now, if you don't know Los Angeles, uh, LAX, it's one of the largest airports in the world. It's right next to Inglewood. Inglewood! That Inglewood. Okay. Um. We got. We took a night flight to LAX. So by the time we got our bags and all other jazz, it was about two o'clock in the morning. So we pull out of there in a powder blue four-cylinder Chevy Malibu, 
Uh, we turn right, and the next thing we know, we're, we're in we're in Inglewood, Inglewood, and we're like, well, we're hungry because we really, we didn't really eat. You know, we were dry, we were flying from uh from New Hampshire all the way out there. We had a connecting flight, fucking I don't know somewhere Cincinnati, and then we ended up there. So at two o'clock in the morning, we're driving around in a powder plume Malibu in the middle of Inglewood, and. We ended up stopping at a Popeye's, Popeye's Chicken. Is it Popeye's? Louisiana Fast, that place. And there was a fucking, we pulled up to the drive-thru, and there's a bullet hole, a legit, they have one of those bulletproof, like, um, like rotating, you know, they give you your food, and it's like, like a, a hardcore bank teller. And there's like a bullet, like a boom, like right in the middle of that thing, where you, of that turnstile, where they give you your food, and they take your cash. And... <laughs> It's just like, oh, I, 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 I failed to realize exactly where we were. So we got back to the hotel, which was also right uh, the Crown Plaza Hotel, a fine establishment. You know, you can book. We were there from Thursday till Sunday night. Hotel, mid-size, mid-size sedan, uh, hotel, mid-size sedan, and airplane through Delta, 375 bucks a piece. And I could have got it cheaper. I could have got that whole thing, that whole thing cheaper. I could have got it for like three fifty. So around three hundred fifty bucks back then, I could have purchased the hotel for like three four days, the the flight through Delta, and and the freaking hotel and the car, all of it. As now, I have no idea. Now it's probably closer to like a G. Um, I'm just guessing. I'm, it's probably a little cheaper than that, but still. And then the tickets for the Delahoya fight were about sixty bucks. So we drove everywhere. We were absolute douchebags. We had this fucking piece of shit. Back then, Gar- back then Garmin and TomTom were the actual GPSs that everybody had in their car. There was no, there was really no mainstream. There was like VZW uh, uh, maps for your cell phone, but for the most part, you were not using your cell phone to get you where you needed to go. So you still had MapQuest. People were still using MapQuest. We had this piece of shit TomTom that would actually go into hibernation mode when you were driving long distances. It turned off on us. And we ended up somewhere in in Compton. I knew we were in Compton. You need to ask me how. I knew, but I knew. We were in Compton, and I was like, okay, well, we got to get out of here because, you know, if you don't fe- if you don't feel right in an area, just get out. Don't feel bad about if you don't feel good in the area. Okay, your personal safety is of the utmost important when you've got your best friend in the back seat and a redhead who you barely know in the passenger seat. It's time to get the fuck out of there. So we bounced. So, but it was it was an interesting trip. We got drunk, almost got arrested on the beach. Took a red eye back all the way back to New Hampshire. We got only got back to New Hampshire on a red eye flight. We left at 10 p.m. We didn't get back to NH until two o'clock in the afternoon. It's totally worth it though. Because every time it comes up, it's it's just a big laugh. We always laugh about that shit. So um, those are the trips that you you always remember. And the fights were okay. It took place in a soccer stadium. The LA Galaxy played there. And since it was uh, in Carson in Los Angeles during the Cinco de Mayo weekend, and it was a Spanish fighter, well, a lot of Spanish people showed up. Um, they filled that freaking arena, 30-something thousand people. Uh, there was a lot of undercards. And they the, the the crowd was hitting the stadium seating so hard in chant. I swear the thing was going to collapse on us. But we had a really good time. It was sponsored by Tecate. It was funny. The whole time, we didn't even drink one Corona. Drank a lot of Dos Equis, though. Uh, so that, that was a lot of fun. So I got to see Bobby. Had a, had a great time with him. Uh, and then I, I drove back through the snow. Um, and came, yeah, because we just got our first major snowstorm this week. No big deal, though. It was just snow. And also, the temperature dropped to like 8 degrees. Fucking woohoo! Oh, because I was heading to the uh, the, the uh, my friend's house to see the game. Congrats to uh, the Los Angeles... Los Angeles? Yeah. Congrats to the Los Angeles Rams. Congrats to the, the New England Patriots. I hope you guys have a great Super Bowl. Um, you know, may the best team win. I'm not a big sports fan anymore, so I really don't... I don't watch sports anymore. I really don't care. I just hope the fan bases are enjoying themselves, and uh, you know I wish their teams all the best. You know, Jared Goff, one of the up and coming quarterbacks, and uh, Tom Brady, you know, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. 
you know, some would argue, you know, that he is the best. And I really couldn't, I can't argue that. I mean, obviously, if Joe Montana was in this era or Dan Marino, yeah, I get it. Um, but like I said, if you want to argue that point or say he's one of the best, cool. No big deal. I wouldn't argue it. He's he's a fantastic quarterback. He's got a great coach. He's got a great system. He's got very, uh, he's, he's always had great teammates. And uh, despite my opinion on Los Angeles and California lately, I, I do wish nothing but the best for, you know, the Chargers organization and the uh, Los Angeles Rams. I think it's, you know, I just I just hope the fan base sticks around because I know that it's all about publicity in Los Angeles. You're just looking to have your face seen so you can get easy pub. Um, just, you know, all the celebrities that show up to the games. But it's football, you know. Uh, anyways, let's get to mo- some movie reviews. Uh, yeah, like I said, if you want to hit me up on social media, you're more than welcome to. If you want to check me out on YouTube, if you want to ask Q&A questions, you can hit me up at facebook.com slash positive sarcasm while the podcast is being live streamed on Twitch. Or if you're following me through the Twitch stream, you can Q&A me right through there. I'll try to say hello and how are you and what's your question to anybody who happens to stop by. So, uh, yeah, I do. I did go into a, uh, a bit of a YouTube um, Marvel comic hole as far as YouTube theories and all that other stuff because the dorks go crazy when the when the MCU drops hints and spoilers and Easter eggs, as they call it. Um, but I did want to, you know, finish up with the whole. Uh, the fuck is it? X Men. They had there was like one more movie I had to watch, and it was Logan. And Logan just kind of pushes ahead to, they tried so hard to make like Logan, uh, make Wolverine R-rated, and they just couldn't do it. None of them were really any good. They had these, had some good scenes, but for the most part, it just didn't hit the notes that you wanted it to. There was too much fantastic, there was too much fantasy, or it just didn't feel right. And I don't think like, for the most part, that when it comes to the X-Men universe, I don't think they ever got the movies truly right. I don't think the right notes were ever truly hit. I think there were some good there were some good movies, but they just weren't blockbuster blow you away type shit like what you're seeing with the Avengers, with the Avengers, with the Marvel comic universe. What's going on? I just think there's just there's too many. Ha- I, usually, when you when you say there's there's too many cooks in the kitchen, you would say that the the MCU is bound to fail, but it's not. What ended up failing was the DC universe, and the X Men kind of disappointing for the most part so i i wanted to see what logan had to offer because logan is first of all logan is wolverine's real name and it sets off in in the universe in in the future where logan is basically an older dude he's got a drinking problem he's not healing like he used to he's just an older dude and he's bitter at the world and professor xavier is there but he's kind of looped out he's on pills and they're just not doing well and basically logan just wants to take a bullet to the brain but since he's made out of adamantium, which is like this rare metal, he he needs a specific bullet in order to do that. Just so happens, he has that bullet. Mm. Bustello. So, the movie kind of starts out pretty depressing for the most part. They really go out of their way to let you know that right off, right up front, this is an R-rated movie. Okay, the swearing immediately starts. the 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 vibe is. You know, very. Uh, I was gonna say Tarantino-y, but no. It, it the vibe is very serious right from the front. It's it's a stale opening as far as him being in this position where he hates life and he hates everything and he hates himself and doesn't give a shit about anybody. And that's how it kind of runs. And that theme pretty much plays out throughout the whole movie. And you, it never feels like you're let up for air. Um, it ends up turning out that there is a there is a kid involved, and the kid is one of the last mutants left on the planet, supposedly. Um, after they were all run off or killed or something like that, and it, he gets in caught in the crossfire, and now he's got to rescue this kid and get it across the border and all this other shit. And it just it doesn't. Was it good? Yeah, but I was expecting more, and I was ultimately disappointed. Maybe it's because. Maybe maybe it's because I've just seen way too many Marvel comic movies and I've seen so much good movies come out of the MCU and of course the fact that the move a, to a, a little movie called The Dark Knight exists that when you see something like The Dark Knight you really are spoiled and your expectations go through the roof when it comes to comic book movies. You know, comic book movies are they I if I talk about them too much, hey, you know what? It's part of who I am. 
they really do bring out the kid in me and the excitement and the and the natural archetypes that are built into our DNA, into our biblical structures, into everything that we do. So these these comic book movies really they get a hold of that of those little pieces of DNA that are inside people like me, and they they tug at them, and the MCU does such a great job of of tackling you know hitting all those checking those boxes in such a awesome pantomime kind of way that you just have to take it all in and the the best you can the best sound system the best graphics at the theater with the overpriced popcorn with your friends people are cheering laughing they're just they're getting so much overload from these movies and then of course not to you know throw shit on uh the Dar- the the DC universe as far as i mean first of all what Christopher Nolan did with Batman Begins, which is, in my opinion, one of the greatest uh, comic book movies of all time because everything in that movie was borderline perfect. The ending was kind of a little fantastic, but for the most part, that movie was near perfect as far as fight choreography, the character itself, the character development, the idea that it was fucking Batman, the plot twists in some, in some ways, and just overall, the vibe of the movie was awesome. I love Batman Begins. In the second one, they pull back a little bit on the fight cho- on the fight choreography, which wasn't as good as it, I wanted it to be. But then again, they cranked it up with the villain. The villain put that movie in a different stratosphere and tested everything. And so you have that. So DCU has the, its hat, hat to hang on with those two movies. Then, of course, you have Man of Steel. Man of Steel, in my opinion, is the greatest... Superman movie of all time okay could it have been better I don't know I actually think that it was quite well done considering that the two fathers were involved the biological father and the one who found him okay his character development over the course of the movie was awesome the guy who played Henry Cavill who played Superman was actually a pretty good Superman in my opinion the love interest Lois Lane she was very good the extra additional characters the villain was awesome the the setting the the settings were awesome it was just it was a great and it was a great ending too that was a, a fun superman that was a fun fun superman and then of course with the development of wonder woman it got even better wonder woman had a slow beginning but had a fantastic rest of the movie there was a lot of emotion in it and the the wonder woman you wanted to see you truly wanted to see cuz let's face it we wanted to see a strong, strong hero come out of that movie. And indeed we did. That's the thing. Wonder Woman, when she came out of the, tr- the World War I trenches, okay, with her shield and her armor, and I've said this before on a previous podcast, nothing short of perfect. It was just, it was an epic entrance. So that movie, DC has plenty of, uh, of, of respect, in my opinion, for, in, for the way it's done some of its movies. It's just that when they put them all together, they put all the characters in the movies, when it comes to Batman versus Superman and Justice League, they fell completely short and com- completely crashed and burned. But those hero movies tuck at you. Logan didn't do that. Even towards the end when you know the inevitable happens, you don't it doesn't hit you like you you want it to. He's one of the most beloved uh comic book characters of all time, Wolverine is. And it just didn't do it for me. Should I give it three stars? Should I give it two stars? I don't know. I haven't really decided. Um, but I'm not. I can tell you this. I'm not giving it any more than that. If I do give it three stars, that's where it sits. Because in my opinion, it does not match up to say Wonder Woman or Man of Steel. And I bet it won't even add up to Deadpool, which I haven't even seen yet. I have yet to see Deadpool, any of them. And I hear a lot of great things about them. And I bet Ryan Reynolds can absolutely kill it. And there's way too many other good comic book movies that are about to debut that I haven't even seen yet that I bet will be even better than Logan. But I'm going to have to say, if it's two two or three stars for Logan, that's enough for me. Um, and it's nothing to take away from any of the actors in the movie. Like I said, generally the actors do a fantastic job or a very serviceable job in these movies. It just turns out, that it just ends up being that the movie just doesn't go the direction you want it to or it doesn't when the moment's supposed to pop it doesn't pop like you want it to and that could be a fault of cinematography the director's angle of approach or just the ultimate buildup in the delivery is just dead that can happen a lot with movies it happens all the time so um 
yeah, maybe I've shit on this movie way too much, or maybe I've just talked about it overall. I mean, it's been out for a fucking million years. Um, well, maybe about four, two, three, two, two movies, two years. I think so, two or three years. But yeah, it's rated R. If you want to check it out, more than welcome to. Just didn't do it for me overall. Fighting was pretty good. Um, and it looked like a pretty cheap movie to make, too, considering what Marvel com- what comic book movies cost to make nowadays. So, The Grand Tour. The Grand Tour is a... Um, I'll go over this really quickly. The Grand Tour. Three guys, Jeremy Clarkson, Richard Hammond, and James May. Three guys that test cars out. They go on car adventures together. So, maybe sometimes they'll be given, like, a budget of, like, $2,000 or 2,000 pounds, because they're British. And their job is to go out and find a car that best fits the environment of the challenge that they're about to take on. Sometimes they'll be going across the Sahara or going through Colombia or in India or whatever their trip happens to be. And they have to find a certain type of car. Maybe it has to be a convertible. Maybe it has to be a hatchback or whatever. But they'll be given a certain budget and then they'll have certain tasks along the way. And they've been doing this for 20 years. And the their chemistry is so... There's just enough natural conflict. It's not um, manufactured conflict. So it never really seems fake. There is some actual timed out choreography. Is, is it choreography? I don't know. Planned uh, things that are supposed to happen to build up a joke or whatever. But for the most part, it's just a great time. Their conversations are fantastic. They're, and it, it is. It actually appeals. This show appeals to a wide a wide audience. And there are spin-offs, you know, there are duplicates all around the world. There's Top Gear USA cuz now it's the Grand Tour, but there's no Grand Tour USA, but there is Top Gear USA, there's Top Gear Russia, there's Top Gear Australia. There's a lot of different Top Gears, but the Grand Tour stands on its own. And their set pieces are fantastic. The guest the guest part I never really cared for. They'll test cars, they'll um they'll test cars uh, around a certain track called the Ebola drone with each other. They have great drivers. They have great concepts. It's just a, I don't know, it's a little, it's, it's one hour of fun for me. This week, they came back. They took three cars to Detroit. They took a, uh, a, a whacked-out Ford Mustang, a whacked-out Chevy Camaro, and a whacked-out Dodge Challenger, also known as, well, the whacked-out version is called the Demon. And they took them, and they, t- they tested them in drag racing. They tested them uh, through obstacle courses, and they just tested them in general as far as making the loudest noise and uh, it was a lot of fun to watch, and it was it was interesting to see Detroit from their perspective, uh, as far as what the suburbs of Detroit look like right now, because they're pretty run down, and there's nobody there, and you can buy property pretty cheap. And then the middle of the city, where everything's becoming super organic and hipsterish, and all that other shit. Uh, I don't know how quickly it's changed, or if that's kind of overblown, or they're just only shooting it from a certain angle, and the city actually still looks like shit. I don't know. I haven't been to Detroit in a couple of years. Um, I. When I was there, you know, I was in and out. I can tell you one thing. The airport was nice, though. Mm. So, Top Gear, you can check that out. If you have Amazon Prime, you can actually order the old episodes on DVD or, or Blu-ray, Blu-ray. Blu-ray. You can go check that out, actually. You can go download those. Those are a lot of fun. This is one of the... If you want to watch fun TV, The Grand Tour is one of those fun series you can absolutely check out. So I, t- I totally recommend it. Or if you want to check out the old episodes of Top Gear, the older episodes of Top Gear are available on Netflix. And you definitely need to check. I would recommend those to anybody who's a car enthusiast or likes to watch fun adventures or whatever. I would totally recommend that. So. Ooh, Jesus Christ. Um, finally, the John Wick trilogy. I'm getting coffee. Hold on. There we go. So... Long, long time ago, my friend Zach, he recommended a movie called John Wick. Um, John Wick is a movie where, starring Keanu Reeves, Neo Morpheus. Excellent. He um, is a former assassin, or whatever you want to call it, where his wife dies of some random disease, and his wife, in return, gives, because of his death, he gives her, he, she gives him a dog, little tiny puppy, cute puppy too, and it's 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 a gift to him so that he can kind of heal, because you know, nothing says love like the power of a puppy. So he gets the puppy, he retires from, uh, from you know killing people, <laughs> and 
he's got this cool ass car. He's got like a '69 Mustang Shelby GT500. You know, you know, insert number and acronym here. And the Russian mob gets involved, and uh, well, in the commercial, yeah, the puppy, puppy doesn't end up. Uh, yeah, he's dead. Um, so the puppy, they kill the puppy. So now the wife is dead. The puppy's dead. Keanu's pissed. You just fucking pissed off Morpheus. And the whole plot of the movie is every when people do something and then they find out it was John Wick who they fucked over, the commentary is hilarious. Because apparently he is like, he's like the, he's like a, he's like a demigod as far as assassins. He's just, oh no, they call him the boogeyman. Um, because he is just, he's a ghost. He, he's, there's nothing he is incapable of doing. Um, any, any task, any impossible task. They gave him one last task, which was nearly impossible and he nailed it. So they let him off. So what the, and you realize the impending doom that's going to happen from the very beginning to all these assassins and the Russian mob and all other shit. Once John Wick gets a hold of them. So once John Wick gets back, he checks into the continental hotel and he grabs his guns and he gets his suit all cleaned up and shit. And then he just goes on a killing spree. Absolute killing spree. Trying to get, you know, trying to make amends, apparently. And then the second movie picks off, picks up right from that. And in the second one, it's even better because the choreography gets, the fight choreography gets better. The gunplay gets better. There's just a certain angle where this, this movie has very quietly, the John Wick trilogy has very quietly redesigned, redefined, the action drama. Okay. It really it really does. As far as the attitudes of the characters, the gunplay of the characters, everything is is it's more real. I mean, it feels more real because there was a lot of tra- uh, Keanu Reeves went through actual training, martial arts training, uh rifle assault rifle training, gun training, uh whatever weapon he put his hands on, he had training in it. So there was a lot more reality to it. Obviously, they did have they they, they did have um, a, a little bit of fantasy as far as scenery and other things like that, but for the most part, it was pretty legit and a lot of fun to watch. So, one of the rules in the movies is you do not conduct quote you do not conduct business on continental grounds because that's where it's like a, a sanctuary for contract killers. Well, towards the end of it, he kind of bends the rules, and now he's on the run basically. So the third one takes place with him on the run. And every single contract killer is out there ready to put a bullet in his head. All of them. There's like $40 million on his head. And they're all going after him. And so I'm interested to see how how this movie ultimately, in this trilogy, finishes off at that point. So, um, <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I definitely got my fill of... Uh, um, movies and you know my, some of my favorite things that I like to watch this weekend. John Wick I, I've already seen before in John Wick Two, but I got a chance to see it again. I got a, got to show my friend Bobby. I think he really liked them, and I think he's looking forward to the next one. I more than likely will see the next one in theaters. The next one comes out in May, I think about a month after the Avengers Endgame comes out. So once again, uh, so we reviewed Logan. I gave it about two or three stars. Meh, the most. The John Wick trilogy, each John Wick movie is a four-star movie, okay? The second one is better than the first one. Um, th- so those are both four-star movies. The Grand Tour as a series is a five-star series. I enjoy all their episodes. I just have to sit down. I have to watch them. I don't watch series anymore, okay? The Sopranos ruined everything more. I don't watch... I watched like the first season of Spartacus. I was like, this is good enough for me, but I don't watch it anymore. I didn't watch Breaking Bad. I don't watch Game of Thrones. Um, I don't, I don't watch any of that stuff because I don't, I got, I don't have time for that shit. I bet it's great. So enjoy yourself when, you know, Khaleesi summons her dragons and kills everybody. Great. Enjoy yourselves. But for the most part, I don't want to spend my time investing myself in that shit. You know, I I invested my time in Daredevil and after season two, which was awesome, they fucking canceled it. So I'm like, all right, well, you know what? Screw that. I'm just, I'm not going to invest my time in that shit. Just, just give me the movie. Okay, I can be done with it in two and a half hours and I can be on my way and I can select time when I want to do it. So that's I just don't want to waste my time with it. But with the Grand Tour, it's an hour um, and there's a t- it's just a ton of fun and it doesn't break my uh, uh, you know time bank because I'm in the middle of doing something. I'm having my morning coffee before I go and work out. 
So it's perfect for me. Um, so Grant, so once again, Logan, two or three stars. John Wick Trilogy, both get four stars. Amazon Prime's The Grand Tour, five stars all the way. Every single season. Okay. Once again, you can hit me up on social media. Um, Everything is positive sarcasm. You'll find me. It's pretty easy. If you want to contact me um, in any way, shape, or form, you can contact me through my social media, or you can go to positivesarcasm.com and click on the contact button, which is also the donate button, or you can just email me directly, positivesarcasm at outlook.com. I do not use Gmail. I don't. I don't trust Google. I won't use Google any more than I have to. Okay. All right. There's a reason I got these last two topics are going to be a little more on the legit, uh, legit side. They're going to be legit serious. And then I'm just going to finish up. Um, also, if you like my new sunglasses on top of my head, these are not new sunglasses. These, uh, well, if you can't, well, you're on the podcast, you can hear them. Actually, I just, I finally got a chance to go to my buddy Eric's house and his fiance had my sweater and my sunglasses. He had them for like a year. So I just got these sunglasses back and, uh, yeah, look forward to rocking them again. If you don't know which sunglasses I'm talking about, go to YouTube.com, look up Positive Sarcasm, and look at Week 61. Week 61 is the Incomplete Trickster. Those are the sunglasses I'm talking about, the Mirrored Aviators. They're back, baby. They are back, and they are on my head like a motherfucker. Look forward to rocking these bitches. I also have the ones from Week 100, uh, 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 The Dream That Never Sleeps. So I got two pairs of uh, sunglasses, and I got the original ones from Week 10 that I wear on my head. When I uh, go to the gym. Actually, no. Those have been relegated to a smaller role. Those are sitting on the guest podcast microphone. But I have, I still have those as well. Anywho. So Twitter is interesting. Because Twitter contributes to the mass hysteria when it's automatic rec- uh, outrage to a story that hasn't fully been vetted yet. This is something that happens often when, it, when a story breaks or a video co- goes viral or something like that. And generally speaking, that story hasn't been fully vetted or the, the, the information has been selectively released. You know, cherry-picked for certain information in order to gain certain momentum in a certain way. Because generally, the information is seen from the very beginning... That's where most of the information is seen, where most of the decisions are made based on that. And then like three days later, all the extra info comes out where the truth is actually the complete opposite of what the original information was shown to the public. So in Twitter is one of those things that is very selective when it comes to the information it provides because it also has a news story section and then it has, you know, hot topics because of its hashtags. So the information spreads very quickly through Twitter. Twitter is one of those, it's a great thing because information can spread quickly. It's a terrible thing because it's information that sometimes is selectively deleted because of political bias and also the fact that information, misinformation can spread just as quickly as regular information. So with Twitter and the news cycle lately, Twitter is a beast because of the fact that you can only respond or talk in 140 or 240 character lengths and then you have to create threads but mostly if you're typing or texting and things get taken out of context and you have to respond quickly and then you get frustrated because you're staring at your piece you're staring at your piece of fucking technology which is only six inches long and the phone the phone is six inches long um and you just it 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 can it can it can fuck you it can fuck with you it really can and you just it's so easy to go on there with your stupid little profile and your 200-something followers, if you're lucky, and just start talking shit and saying stupid things and responding to people that you've never met. Even if you wanted to respond to a, a, a political figure who you didn't necessarily like or a celebrity you're not particularly fond of and just say stupid shit to them because it's so easy because you think, or for the most part, you can get away with it. Until you become a person of, of, of notoriety then that shit comes back to haunt you because then they hire PR firms to go through your history and make you look like an asshole and you only have two options at that point. Three options. Say nothing, stand your ground, or apologize. So, Twitter is one of those things that can... is it, Dan Patrick, who is a uh, talk show host, he has his own radio show, uh, former ESPN uh, journalist, and anchor for SportsCenter. He said, the best way to put it was, he said Twitter was a loaded gun. 
Twitter is a loaded gun. Absolutely accurate. Twitter is absolutely a loaded gun. And you don't, all you have to do is go on there and, and type. And as long as what you say isn't um, an intent to incite violence, for the most part, you know, then Twitter will generally allow it to go out there. And once it's out there, it's out there. You, you can delete it, but if you're a prominent figure, chances are somebody's going to see it, they're going to screenshot it, and then they're going to share it. And then that's it. You're, at that point, it's out there. That's the end of that situation. You have to decide at that point whether it was a mistake, you want to own up to it, depending upon it was. It's, it's, a, it's a very powerful responsibility. Some, some treat Twitter very, very well. People like maybe Dave Rubin, Brett Weinstein, or, or, or Eric Weinstein, his brother, tweets Twitter beautifully. Ricky Gervais is very good at it, Twitter, at Twitter great. Some people just can't help but not poke the bear. I love poking the bear. Some people love to troll. That chick can come back and bite you. And it's very easy for somebody like me to shoot my mouth off because I have a platform here where I can shoot my mouth off whenever I want. It's just unfortunately I don't, a lot of times I just don't want to say anything at all because it's exhausting. So I had to make the decision because it was just wasting my time. Because it, it, just to go on Twitter, you are investing time. You're investing time every time that you go on fucking Twitter. Now, do you want to invest your time in going on Twitter because does it make you money? Okay, when you go on there, are you are you are you entertained by it? Do you get some sick, are you getting off in some sort of sick way by going on Twitter? If, well, if that's the case, okay, more power to you. But if you're just wasting time, like you like when you're scrolling on Instagram or you're scrolling on Facebook, if you're not making money, if it's not bettering your life, stop doing it. Well, I had to make a decision, so I deleted the app. Do I still have a Twitter account? Yes, I do. So can I when I click like on a video? So if I like a video from YouTube. I can still go on Twitter and look at all that shit and type and whatever, but I can't click on the app and go through my phone so not immediately get notifications. And I feel better. It actually, it is a bit of a load off my chest. It really, really is. Not being able to, not having to go on there and check everything and all these, you know, getting all these likes, it's, it really is a psychological nightmare. So by getting rid of it, it's an absolute must. I recommend everybody get rid of their Twitter app. Okay, if you just can't, not help yourself because of this whole um, if you guys haven't heard about the whole Covington high school situation where these Catholic high school kids you know they went there and they got into some sort of confrontation which they actually didn't with this Native American I don't really want to go into it too much because I'll leave it to you like this you already know the story if you want to look into it more you can but here's what happened an original viewpoint of the story was put out people got enraged went after the kids. Then the rest of the information went, came out afterwards, completely different from what was originally portrayed. Okay. The kids are under, the kids are under the age of 18. That's not good. They're minors. People are talking shit about minors. I just, the idea that, and I don't do Twitter on the weekends at all. I don't look at Twitter on the weekends at all. That's my rule. My friend who messaged me regarding this information knows this. Messaged me anyways. I bet on it, went on Twitter, checked it out, and I just said to him, hey, if somebody's doing something wrong, you know how I feel about it, that's the end of it. But it even caught Philip DeFranco, who does a, va a daily video show on um, online. Let me just make sure I have enough battery It even caught him off guard, He orig his original response, and then he backtracked as well. Respectfully so. I'm a big fan of Philip DeFranco. But the idea is that people overreacted to something that turned out to be completely different from the beginning. Twitter was a part of it. And I don't go on Twitter on the weekends, and I did. So I was like, all right, I need, to make a, I need to make a decision here. Because Twitter is not helping me out at all. It's not doing me any fucking favors. Except for when I like a YouTube video, or I want to share something like a link from a certain website, or when I'm doing a, a, a Twitter stream or something like that, a Twitch stream. So I deleted, the, I deleted the app. I had to. I had no choice. Well, I did have a choice. And I made the right one, in my opinion. So if you want to share stuff via Twitter, yeah, you can still send me stuff through Twitter or send messages are fine. But you're just not going to get that immediate, quick response like you normally am because Twitter isn't real life. Twitter isn't real. It's all bullshit. 
There's a lot of, and there's political agendas on there. They have a bias. It's a dangerous place. It can get you into a lot of trouble. You know, you think that people don't see it. They absolutely do. And just by simply just deleting the app, you are putting yourself in a better situation. Trust me, professionally, mentally, spiritually, you're just putting yourself in a better situation. So I want the right information, okay? I don't want to find out about a story or a video and then all of a sudden, four or five days later, realize that everything that I researched or that they researched on it was completely the opposite of what happened. It's, it's not worth it. I'd rather take the time, get the whole story right, and then deliver the information or hear the information than just go off and watch something and be like, ugh, gross. Because there's people on the other end of that information. And your thoughts and opinions and your recommendations affect those people greatly, whether they're right or wrong. So I'd rather have all the information before I make a decision that can severely impact somebody else's life. So, I don't have any more Twitter. App, excuse me. I still have the Twitter. You can find me at POS Sarcasm. You can send me messages there. But you won't find the app on my phone anymore. Smart decision on my part. Um, this has been a hard week for me just, you know, logistically. Um, I was at my friend's house. Uh, not Rob's. I got back to Eric's house. I was invited by my buddy Zach. And we got to, I was there watching the game. Music was loud. I was just, it was nice to see people that I haven't seen anymore. I have respect for all of them. They're all nice to me. They don't, you know, they don't treat me like shit. You know, they're allowed to poke fun if they, if they want, you know, my buddy Eric asked me how, how I was doing, you know, haven't heard from him. And I was like, Hey man, you're, I'm just doing my thing and working hard. And I gave him, I got brought him up to steep speed in the podcast and all that stuff. And we got a knock on the door. I, I got a knock on the door. Um, in the beginning of the game that if you don't know, I, I, when I was a kid, um, when I was a kid, I like, not like when I was 16, 17, my first car was a convertible. It was a red Chrysler LeBaron convertible, black roof, blue vinyl seating. Loved it. Loved that car. It was such a fun car to drive around in. It was boxy. It was comfy. It was quiet. Loved it. My second convertible, I was 17 and a half. I had a Chevy Cavalier, six-cylinder, 3.1-liter, six-cylinder convertible, power roof. Um, I had that car from the age of 17 to the age of 22. And if you guys... I did all kinds of stuff to that car. It was awesome. If you guys have ever owned a convertible, there's nothing like when you put that roof down all your problems just sort of fly out the back. They just sort of fly away. Like, I don't give a fuck. You put that roof down at 9 o'clock in the morning, you're heading to the beach, you're heading to the ocean, heading to a friend's house for a barbecue. It's the best feeling in the world. So, to get a knock on the door saying that some prick in his 2010 Nissan Altima had faced the front of my fucking car with his piece of shit sedan and basically ripped the entire front of my car off, essentially totaling it. A car that I worked very hard financially, credit and credit score-wise, to get where I was and be fortunate enough that, you know, I made a friend in my friend John, Mr. Monotone, um, where he he sold the car to me, you know, and I was gonna pay this car off by the end of the year, and it was great. It was a hard top convertible. It was basic on the inside, but it was it was my convertible, and I I was glad to be driving around it, clean it up, and you take it to the ocean, put the roof down, and just it's one of those things, man, where it brings back some stuff from when I was younger that it was the one thing like John Wick is that one thing he had, you know. I go out of my way to not do a lot of other things. You know, I don't date a lot, if ever. So I'm not out there doing that. I just, I have my convertible. I drive, and uh, during the summer, I put the roof down all the time. I go to the ocean. And that's my one little thing. And he slides in the snow, apparently, 
and destroys the whole front of the car. Not only totaling it, not only totaling it, but taking off. A flat out hit and run. Not just a hit and run, but a hit, more like a hit and go fuck yourself. Rip the entire eye socket, the entire headlight, destroyed. The front bumper, crushed. The, the front frame protecting the engine, bent and dented in. The wheel well, crushed. The door, couldn't open it. You know, washer fluid all over the fucking ground. Can't drive anywhere. Don't have a car. Have to Uber everywhere. Can't go to the gym. You know, that's my out. This is the, the last the last couple weeks of, of my gain, gaining, you know, putting on weight and putting on mass before I start cutting. Now I got to cut that. Sh- do I have to cut that short? I can't be in the gym, so I have no way to get that aggression out. That's health. I can't go. Anytime I go somewhere, got to take an Uber. No matter what I'm doing. You fucked up my entire week. And you took away that one thing that makes me feel like a kid. You know? Allows me to, you know... Yeah, allows me to basically show mercy, basically. Because when you're in that car, you don't feel as brutal anymore to people. You don't feel like the whole world is full of shit. When you do something like this, and when you hit somebody's car like that, you total it. You just totaled somebody's dream, for the most part. This is how nihilism is born. This is when, at the point where somebody just says, well, if this is how the world is, fuck it. And then you just don't care. Because you feel like the community has betrayed you. This is the Cain and Abel stuff, that Cain kills Abel because he's jealous of Abel. Because... For those who have nothing, everything will be taken. For those who have everything, more will be given. It's actually said in reverse. For those who have everything, more will be given. For those who have nothing, everything will be taken. So therefore, when you take away my car, you take away my ability to drop off laundry, to go to the gym, to go to have the freedom to drive where I please. Therefore, if I don't have my car, I don't remember to take my keys with me. So if I don't take my fucking keys with me, I can't get in my fucking house. And you don't understand how cold it is right now in New Hampshire? How cold it is in the Northeast? Okay? If I didn't get in, where would I go? What would I do? How upsetting that is when I have things that I need to do. When I have to delay my Twitch in my podcast stream by an extra 30 minutes because some fuckass decided, hey, I'm not going to stop. So good luck if you don't have insurance. So fuck you. Okay? You realize that? You just, screw it. I got other plans. Total my car and move on with your day. I can't fathom what type of piece of shit you are. I know I'm an asshole. But there's a difference between an asshole and a piece of shit. I'll take an asshole all day long. So... Right now, the dream of being a kid, waiting for that first spring to hit and put down the roof, and I don't know what I'm gonna do. You know, I, I I'm looking at other cars and maybe another convertible, but I don't know. I don't know if that's gonna happen right now. You know, there's a lot of other things that are happening behind the scenes that I'm working on to solidify a positive sarcasm network. You know, a team of collaborators. Uh, of not just, you know, collaborators for the podcast and collaborators, you know, of other proportions, but actual people with cameras, videographers, so we can create a network of, of, of content, video content for you guys and create an actual network. These are things I got to think about. There's a future behind, there's a future in all of this. I don't have time to be thinking about shit like this. And I've got a car with half of it missing now. And it's takes away from my ability to focus on other things that I could be talking about on the podcast. Instead, I got to think about this shit. I wake up every morning knowing I have to freaking have some fucking Honda Civic drive me to where I need to go and what I'm going to do afterwards and how I'm going to put this week together. 
I don't need to deal with this shit. I got better things to be doing. And I really want to be in a more optimistic state so I can deliver better content to you guys so that I can happily answer your questions and be of assistance to people or nonprofits or uh, new business deals or, or, or new clients. But if my head's not in the game and not in that creative state and that relaxed state, I can't produce the content. So when you hit and you ran, you took a lot more than my bumper with you. I don't have a VIN number. All I got is a a bumper piece with the with the identification number of the bumper. No VIN number. No license plate. No witnesses. So my insurance has to cover it. And I have no idea that's going to play out. I have to wait for them to decide when my life can begin again. So that I can continue on. This is a personal, this is a very, very personal thing. This is, a, it's... It's, it's a non-direct attack on everything that I've been trying to build. On lyrics that I've been working on for a song. They're built into that song. You know? That convertible played a pivotal role in the Coastal Challenge, which was the goal was to fly a drone from Man- Massachusetts to Ma- Maine. And without that roof being down, it makes it difficult not to spot the aircraft, to spot the drone. So that car played a pivotal role in a lot of different things. So thank you for, you know, fucking up my Sunday where I was with friends. You know, people that kind of appreciated my presence. Thank you for fucking up my night where I had to deal with the police who decided not to actually show up until the fucking game was over. They literally, once the game ended, I get a phone call. I called them twice. And nobody responded. And right the minute the game ended, I got a phone call. So thanks, Manchester PD, for me, for just piling it on. And thanks to the fucking piece of shit in his Nissan Altima. Freaking ruined my day. Yeah. So we'll see. I don't know much more I could say about it, but will I rise again? Yeah. But how many times can a phoenix rise before his goddamn fucking feathers get burned off? Oh, Christ. Anyways, so yeah, that's where I am right now in this situation. If you do plan to donate to my podcast, I really, really appreciate it. I need all the help I can get right now because I don't know what the hell this week has in store for me at the end. So... If you do want to put, donate to the podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. That's positivesarcasm.com slash donate. You can hit me up on uh, facebook.com slash positivesarcasm. You can ask me any questions there you want. You can go to uh, positive sarcasm on Instagram uh, at positive underscore sarcasm. I got some lot of cool stuff on there. Uh, you can hit me up on Twitter. Um, I'll eventually get the message. You can email me. You can contact me any way, shape, or form. Go to my movie review section. Check out that shit. The article archive is still there. Um, maybe when things calm down, maybe I'll actually sit down and write another article. I haven't written one since no excuses. God knows that took a lot out of me. Um, so yeah, we covered the dental hygiene update. Things are looking good there. We covered, uh, Logan, the John Wick trilogy, the new Amazon prime, uh, grand tour series that finally came out, uh, Twitter and the uh, bullshit outrage. And the fact that I deleted my Twitter app, that should put me in a better state. And, uh, yeah, so my car's totaled. I appreciate that. Thank you for hitting my car while I was parked and uh, driving away. I appreciate it. Thanks a bunch. But if you guys have any other questions, suggestions, or comments, you feel free to hit me up in any way, shape, or form. I will. Uh, this this also not only does it twi- uh, stream live on Twitch, which I do urge you to like and subscribe and share. Okay. Uh, it also is available on um, all the, most of the podcast networks that you normally have. So Google Play, it's available on Google Play iTunes, Podcast Attic, Stitcher. You can also download it directly from positivesarcasm.com, as are all the old episodes. Uh, So it's available through all those. Please like, subscribe, share, review, do all that stuff. Even review me on Google too. I I do a lot. If you're a bodybuilder and you're looking for posing music, hit me up on on positivesarcasm.com. You can look up posing music samples that I've done from the past and you can talk to me about cutting new ones for you. I'd be more than happy to do it. So I have all that stuff for you. We'll see what happens at the end of this week. 
I will. I hope to talk to you guys next week as well because I've been on a I've been on a hot streak as far as getting this podcast out every single week on time, and it's been a blast to finally do it again. And uh, we'll go from there. Anyways, I got to continue working on Project Blackbird. Um, if this comes to fruition, I will let you know it's a long project ahead of me. So I will uh, talk to you guys soon. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to hit me up. Thank you, folks. This has been a positive sarcasm presentation. <laughs>